0: Now, fight back with Libby Zneimer on Zoomer Radio.
1: Good afternoon and welcome. Well, should we be calling this Hecklergate? As you heard in Bob News, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau is standing by his comments to a heckler last week after she telling her that she was intolerant and racist because she kept yelling that she wanted back the $146 million that Quebec spent to house asylum seekers, illegal immigrants, in her parlance. He told her that her intolerance with regard to immigrants does not belong in Canada. And he said to her, and I quote, you don't belong in Canada. Here's a bit of the original exchange in French. And it kept on like that throughout the entire appearance. So, is this an example of intolerance on the Prime Minister's part? Or is he just being his politically correct, judgmental self? Or does he have a good point? Now, luckily for him, this did not turn out to be just a reasonable question from a regular citizen with no particular agenda. This woman, it appears, is part of an alt-right anti-immigration group, and the incessant heckling was probably planned out in advance. So... What do you think? And uh, is this part of the end of the honeymoon for Justin Trudeau? The numbers, 416 toll-free 866 740 And right now, we go to Mike Van Solen, a principal at Navigator Limited, John Mcetitian, political consultant and president of Bradgate Research, and Pat Gossage, liberal and former press secretary for the original Prime Minister, Trudeau. Hi, guys.
2: Hi, Libby. Hello. Hello.
3: Hi.
1: Great to have you all here. So uh, let's start with, with you, Mike. Uh, what do you think of, of this particular incident? Is it going to have some resonance?
2: I think in some ways it will have some resonance. I can look at the incident on kind of a few different levels. Um, the the reality is the Prime Minister got into this exchange without knowing the woman's background. So, you know, I think it is possible. We have to accept that while the woman's background may be odious, uh, he couldn't have really known that in the moment. And, you know, at the same time, I thought the heckling, uh, you know, is always a little bit rude and, uh, you know, uncivil. Uh, but all the same, uh, the, the Prime Minister in the moment couldn't have known Sort of uh, her background. And the question, you know, on its face certainly wasn't racist. It was simply a question about, you know, where, where's the money to help pay for this? Um, but I think what we saw was that the Prime Minister has signaled that uh, he's going to double down on this as a topic. And, you know, it's interesting the words he uses. He says, you know, he, he's trying to fight against polarization, polarization that he sees uh, taking place uh, in, in different jurisdictions around the world. Uh, without saying it, I think he's talking about some of our most important partners in the U.S. and the U.K., uh, but even while he's saying he's going to fight against polarization, I thought the language was quite polarizing. It was, you know, either you're for my uh, our policy as it exists today, or you're against it, and not just against it, but you may well be racist, and we've seen this sort of doubling down uh, from the liberals before. We see it on the environmental issues, uh, certainly. Um, I think there's no place for identity politics, uh, you know, to be used as a, a communication strategy Um, I've called out Maxime Bernier and the conservative movement for doing the same thing. Um, uh, But uh, certainly I think we see the calm strategy of the uh, liberals uh, come to bear in this exchange. Uh,
1: Pat Gossage, do you agree uh, or is it possible that he was a little taken aback by, you know, the insistent heckling the fact that it didn't stop or uh, is this well, part think, of the strategy yeah, he was taken aback
4: by this woman's talking about you know pure Len. you know as you know there's 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 French Canadians that are born in Quebec and they and she used that word
1: when she but was, not until they were well into it
4: yeah but but that's but I think that's when he called her a racist he didn't call her a racist from the podium
1: from the podium um, no but he kept saying your intolerance has no place here yeah but well
4: um, i I don't know. I mean, there are principles and there are principles, and I think uh you know the principle of inclusion and the principle of accepting people as they are and and as they come and uh, you know uh, I think he's drawing a line in the sand. I agree with Mike. I think it's going to be a part of uh part of the uh, where the next election campaign goes in some respects because it's going to be a a dividing. I think it's going to be a division. He's he's trying to characterize the the conservatives as, as, you know, playing divisive politics and playing anti-immigrant politics. And in fact, the the Tories continue to talk about illegal immigration, which it isn't, as you well know. Um, The people who are coming across the border are not illegal immigrants. And I mean, wait a minute,
1: wait a minute, Patrick, there is a sign. Uh, on the border between New York State and Hemmingford, Quebec. And the sign, and this is put up by the government, says it is illegal to cross the border here. Crossing the U.S. border into Canada between ports of entry is against the law, and you will be arrested. That's a tweet from immigration well, once refugees. They're, once
4: they're in Canada, as you well know, yeah. they are treated as the same as if they'd come from... Through a, a, nor, a normal border crossing, they're, and their and their status is is uh, their status is determined uh, through a due process, and if they include and if they're legitimate asylum seekers, they're allowed in, you know, and otherwise they're sent back. So, but I mean, to call them once they're in Canada, they're not illegal immigrants. It's illegal to cross the border, but that's a fine point. Right. <clears throat> um, anyway, I, all I'm saying is really, that Trudeau is drawing a line in the sand and I think you know a lot of Canadians agree with him that uh, that uh, you know anti-immigrant feeling uh, is not part of the way we are and the way we welcome people to Canada and the way so many of us you know have been immigrants and so many of the people we know have been immigrants and you know we welcome immigrants and I think you know he's he's just He's just saying something that's just part of the Canadian character, and you know, and that he's trying to defend it. I don't see that it's a huge, uh, a huge, uh, <clears throat> you know, an issue that he took on this woman. Frankly, uh, I think he, and I think his ex- explanation afterwards was principled, and uh, you know, high, and was uh,
1: not that that badly received. I don't think. Uh, John Mikatishin.
3: Well, you've just heard why uh, Patrick is a legendary liberal communications uh, master. Um, absolutely, when when somebody comes into this country illegally, and they do not apply and use the process that all political parties, all governments have agreed to. What is a process? Then they are here. They enter illegally. Then they get because we're because ex- we're Canadians and we're extra nice. We don't treat them as illegals. But let's be clear. They're not the people yeah, no, who tried to come here properly. They're not the people who use the process. The resources that we have allocated to deal with the 300,000-plus that we want to come in are being denied those people because they're being readdressed. And this whole issue comes back to the fact that our current prime minister would not answer a simple question of he's in favor of the process as he is responsible for creating it. All people are asking him is, aren't you going to pay for the process and the situation that you and your government have created. And he finds that question offensive. Well, exactly.
1: You know, the woman may, in fact, be a racist and an anti-immigration. And and I think, in a lot of ways, he's lucky that she is. But the question, to my mind, is a reasonable question, and people are asking it here in Ontario and in Toronto. Who's going to pay?
3: doesn't, Doesn't change the validity of the question that she asked. And frankly, no, no,
1: I can't
4: disagree with that. I mean, and in fact, money in is pouring into Toronto and into Quebec, uh, and the federal government's coming through quite handily. And I mean, if I, I, less than ten percent. I, I would have addressed. I would so have addressed Patrick. the question, and you know, and then and then perhaps you know defaulted to the principle. I would have addressed the question. Well, that's for sure. If I'd been advising.
1: Well, ex- exactly. And, and Mike, um, is this mm-hmm. something that you think is going to last into the next election? I mean, some people say this is a crisis. Other people say, no, yeah. not really.
2: Yeah, I do think, um, for good or bad, this is going to be a steady drumbeat of conversation around immigration. Um, and, uh I know that to be true because here in Toronto uh we're I anticipate we're going to have a real challenge in our shelters homeless shelters uh uh and different refugee shelters and housing needs in this city because there there is a whole bunch of people coming in and uh, w- I am not going to get sucked into the semantics of uh you know whether they're irregular or illegal but there are clearly a whole bunch of folks who are using uh, a perceived loophole in uh the safe third countries act to cross at different borders as opposed to proper borders because there's a a view that there's an advantage in doing that and that's why they're doing it and not just walking over the windsor bridge um but as our shelter system gets, uh, you know, is over capacity this winter when uh, there's less uh, options for homeless people who who don't want to use the shelter system during the warmer months and, and they need it uh, to come this winter, I think this will be a front and center issue. And we are going to, like other, uh, other first uh, world uh, countries, uh, you know, G7 countries, uh, countries in Europe and everywhere, uh, this is going to be a uh, topic of conversation, and uh, the federal parties are going to have to sort out their view on it. And I think, I think it will be a, a, a regular theme uh, that we have to tackle as a country. And hopefully we can do it in a civil way in such that it just doesn't become a polarized debate. They, either you're for the current status quo, or uh, if you're not, you're, you're somehow racist or, or less accepting of, of the wonderful tradition of immigration to this country.
4: Um, I'm I think just... Andrew Shear is going to have to, uh, you know, double down and... Be much clearer about where he stands on these issues. Don't you agree, Mike? I mean, I think,
2: he's well, I, I, do th- I do think, you know, the truth is, in a highly politically charged environment, these are tricky uh, issues to have a conversation about when people are going to throw around names like you're racist as soon as you get into the conversation. Uh, we saw with this Angus Reid study that just came out uh, today, today I believe, yeah. That, uh, that shows that, you know, Canadians are becoming a little more concerned that the immigration levels may be set too high. Uh, does that mean, and it's a majority of Canadians. Uh, does that mean a majority of you know? And if we're going to suggest now that a majority of Canadians are somehow racist for holding the view that maybe the levels aren't set at the right, uh, the right number, it's going to be really ha- hard to have a civil discussion about this as a country uh, of what immigration should look like going forward.
1: Isn't it uh, just in general a little naive to think that when we are in the midst of a vast a displacement and migration of people around the world—that we would be somehow immune from this—I yeah, think and that's and a I really good point. I mean, forward. you know, yeah.
4: we're you know, we can't we can't build walls, and uh, you know, the uh, it's it's the biggest the migration, mass migration of people in the history of the world, and you know, if if Germany can take a million, you know, and these are people that have arrived the same way. Let's not forget that they've just crossed the border. They weren't invited in. They didn't. They didn't apply. They didn't go through proper border places. They just came, and uh, and it's a problem
1: can, for them. In well, Germany. it is.
4: Well, apparently, apparently the problem settled down a good deal. I mean, there's been some, there've been some, you know, uh, some bad scenes. Uh, I know, uh, but you know, my wife's friends in Germany say it settled down a lot, and these people have been housed, and the Germans have done an incredible job of. Of you know, housing them and getting their kids to school and so on, and you know, I think it's amazing, you know, that that this that this country can take a million. Imagine taking a million people. I mean, it's unbelievable. I mean, it's also, a also level a of generosity that you don't even can't even think about. You
3: know.
1: Okay, let's, uh, John. I think that's John uh, jumping yeah, I, in. I was
3: just going to say it, it's great to compare ourselves to other countries, but you got to remember that how many people live in Canada. And, you know, uh, Germany is like over 82 million people, you know, they're a little bit bigger than us, a little bit bigger economy, a little bit more resources. And you know, you're right about the borders, right? Uh, You know, Canada has uh, lived the luxury of having water on three sides, and the Americans to the south, that we rely on for our national defense, we rely on for, you know, safety and security. So we're pretty isolated in the world. And and I'm totally, you know, you know, as we brought in people over the different generations, when there was different crises across the world, I think we're all in favor of immigration and all in favor of refugees. The question is, is there not a process? And what is the process? And when you're the government of Canada and you're responsible for both of those things and you're incurring costs, all the provincial governments of, frankly, all the provinces are asking liberal in uh, Quebec or Conservative in uh, Ontario or Manitoba is the government should be paying for it. And why is our prime minister afraid of answering the question and paying for what he should be paying for?
1: That's that's a, a very good question, though. I think that for some of us, at the end of the day, there's one taxpayer, right? So whether it's the prime minister or the premier or the city of Toronto, at the end of the day, it's you and I paying for it.
4: Well, and no, that's what you, is... you also know that uh, that uh, Mr. Ford did not want to cooperate with the federal government, and therefore the federal government, as we speak, that's not true. is dealing directly with Toronto and giving Toronto that's $11 so, million dollars that, to some starters.
3: No, no that, that that's not true. At the time that Trudeau started this crisis, uh, Ford wasn't even the premier of Ontario yet. But, no, let, but let's go back to this he's, Angus Reid survey yeah, where 49% of the people are saying that they want to decrease. Is that a real number? I mean, are they actually saying a decrease because they're supporting immigration less? Or is it because they're trying to allow for this new class of illegal immigration that Trudeau is uh, supporting? Or, you know, are we at a sea change? And, and for me, the question for the Trudeau liberals politically a year from now is, if, if that number is 49%, then there's an awful lot of people who voted liberal in the last federal election that their prime minister is now calling them racist
4: well i don't I think that's a big leap i mean that's a that's a nice spin that one <laughs> he isn't calling them racist i mean come on
3: but there is he's uh, he saying that he you want to decrease in immigration you're a racist then uh, he's calling people who are well he hasn 't said why that
4: yet no i mean that's a that is a that is an exaggeration come on I think. I think that's really out of, out of line, that line. But anyway, it's a good line. I mean, it might be used by Mr. Shear. You should send it on to
3: him. Well, I think it's <laughs> out of line when you won't pay your bills. I mean, it's like going to a restaurant, inviting everybody, and then oh, getting on, up evening on, before the on. bill comes.
4: Well, right for Mr. Shear, He needs to.
1: Okay. <laughs> let's, uh, let's take a few calls. We've got Brian in Brampton. Hi, Brian.
5: Hi, Libby. Thanks for taking my call. Thank you very much. You're very I, welcome. I love your uh, point. It's not a racist move at all, dear.
1: Which, what's not a racist move?
5: It's it's simply, uh, every administration, it's not immigration, I'm from Windsor, every administration blames previous administrations, correct? Yep. So uh, Trudeau and his father lied to us, and they're lying to us now. And and why don't we just get the money from who stole it from us? Duffy and Morneau. (laughs) You know, that's my tax dollar. If I did that on my income tax, I'd be in Kingston the rest of my life. Well, uh, those guys were the both store. exonerated. I, electric, so I didn't work for anyone that way. I didn't make nature money, but if I do it, the regular human being does what they do and how they rely and media. You know what I mean by they've you know.
1: they've, they've been exonerated. So, I, what do you say? The, the government is not, right.
5: it's, it's still it's, it's a, it's a culpable crime. Um, I'm a taxpayer. That's all. That's my point. I agree with you. I, I think he's racist. I don't think he's going to legalize marijuana, and I think they're just pulling our legs as, as human beings.
1: Okay, interesting. Yeah, have a great Thanks. day. Thank you. Bye. Let's go to uh, Bill in Toronto. Hi, Bill.
5: Hello. You're on the air. Go ahead. Yeah. To me, it's all about naming and shaming. Uh, if you don't agree with the liberals, they're basically going to start tagging you with some kind of name, basically to shut you up. Uh, you know, Daryl Butts referred to people that concern certain uh, news as Nazis. Uh, that Selina uh, MP out in Whitby uses the term privilege. Uh, Trudeau's thrown around racism and and he used Islamophobia, called people Islamophobic in the House of Commons. Like, this is what it's all about. And, you know, I-, I watched the news, like, this morning. They turned this thing into, they started talking about white supremacy because of this woman asking him about... Uh, uh, you know, about how he was going to fund all this. Like, this is ridiculous. It's gotten out of hand. If you speak out against the Liberals, you know what? You're basically a bad person, and they will t- attack you.
1: Okay, you know what, Bill? That That's an interesting point. I'm going to throw that back to our panel. Thanks for your call. Is that uh, the strategy, that uh, naming and shaming people who disagree with the Liberals? John?
3: uh i believe it's uh the reality and i think you're going to see more of it uh there'll be attacks on people uh for their character and you know rather than dealing with the substance of the question uh you know uh, the last uh, national campaign trudeau was all about uh you know rainbows and unicorns and uh, with a little bit of marijuana promised along the way. And uh, this next election is going to be much more traditional. It's going to be bare knuckles. Uh, He is already, uh, you know, the king of uh, divisive politics by pointing the finger at other people and calling them haters while he's uh, speaking from a place of hatred and intolerance. And that's that's, that's not a civil society. That's not civil debate.
1: Patrick, uh, it is...
4: I, I can't believe I'm hearing this. I mean, I... I have some sympathy with the last caller I must say and I mean he had a good way of, of um you know of characterizing it uh, shame and blame but I really don't think that's the character of this man that's running the country I don't think it's his character I think it's his I think it's his you know his absolute attachment to fairness and inclusiveness and it's and it goes overboard sometimes I think and uh, but I think I think it, it I think it can be you know modified I think it can be I I think to be able to say this—that anybody that disagrees with them is going to be called racist—or uh, da- you know, to say that that's the liberal style—I don't think it's the style or the strategy, and I don't think it will be. I think, I think he will call out, and he said that quite, quite nicely in his his you know refusal to back down. He's going to call out. He's going to call out you know politicians who use divisive politics. There's no doubt about that. And, uh, but I don't think he's going to call out the average citizen who's just agree with him. I, I, you know, I find that, I mean, it's great. They're, these are great spin lines, but I don't really think they represent who this man is. And I think, you know, that the Canadians, uh, know what kind of a guy he is. And I don't think that, uh, you know, this, this, this kind of charge is going to stick in the long run. I mean, I think we're going to have some interesting, and it's going to be a tough election campaign. And I think if the progressive, if the conservatives, you know, stray into divisive politics, they're going to get nailed, and so they should be.
1: Uh, Mike, with, sorry. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that, you know, the, uh, Justin Trudeau, I mean, he's pretty politically correct. Is Is, is this kind of just going overboard on that?
2: yeah i do think they will use identity politics i i know that the uh, the prime minister would view himself as as uh, very married to the ideas of tolerance and inclusivity but uh what we've seen with the liberals is they're so married to those notions that uh criticisms of of their policies and approach on different files um they they are they're smug and and they're conceited and you know i'm being nice but you know there is there is a view uh, uh, and in how they act and how they talk about these issues that if you're not on side with them and their view of what tolerance is their view of, of what different policy should be like uh, then you're opposed to them and, and and you're you're opposed to the ideas of tolerance and, and these uh, these other sort of well-meaning notions that they hold so dear uh, but the problem is we actually have to have a conversation about some tough issues uh, immigration being one of them the uh, the, the uh, how 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 refugees are welcomed or received at our borders we actually have to have a conversation of this and if we set up sort of the dynamic that um, the Liberals have are all- knowing and, and all virtuous and and the policies are, are perfect today um, you, you know my my view is that uh, you know it, it will be the Trudeau government sort of uh, helps descend this into identity politics where uh, it's going to be really difficult to talk about it in a rational way without really highly politically charged names being being uh, thrown at each other. Um, I, have, I have a it, hunch but, that, but I uh, think that. I think that the liberals are certainly guilty of that.
1: Well, I, I have a hunch that all parties are going to. Contribute to that. It, it's going to be interesting to see the turn from Trudeau as this optimistic, sunny ways guy who's going to have to be in the in the trenches. Uh, I don't know. It, well, there's a toughness about him
4: that I think we're going to see, and I mean, if that toughness uh, means calling out calling out people who are using uh, you know divisive politics, so be it. But. I think there's going to be a toughness on a lot of things, and I mean, I think he's going to make some demands of the Canadian public, and you know, and see where the see where the uh, you know see where the uh, see where it lies after that. And I don't think that's such a bad thing. It's going to be a tough election campaign, and you know, I think Mr. Shear's got to, you know got to beef up his beef up his own position, and you know, be ready for it. It's going to be a toughie, you know, and he should be ready for it. And I don't, I'm not so sure he is, you know. We'll see what happens at this. Convention? Are you guys? Is anybody going from
2: here? <laughs> uh, I, uh, I, I wasn't able at the last minute. I wasn't able to go, but you know, I'm sure this convention will produce a few uh, a few pretty tantalizing news bits. It always does. Uh, it's a big tent party, and, and there's a, a pretty broad uh, set of views uh, represented by the by the PC party. So, um, but I do think it's important that Andrew Shearer uh, sort of makes the turn after this convention. Uh, well, this really sets thing. what the Conservative Party is going to be about. I thought his statements. uh, I I, I get some folks wanted him to be stronger. I thought the statements he actually said when he said uh, that Mr. Bernier's views had no room in the Conservative Party were pretty strong. And I hope that those uh, statements can sort of form the basis of what the uh, Conservative Party will have on offer uh, heading towards the next election.
1: Do you think Maxime Bernier will continue in the Conservative Party? Might he break away?
2: Uh, I think it would be. A, I, I think he'd make a great independent MP from. Uh, <laughs>
1: yes,
3: I
2: do too. Yeah. Well, there, there are there a lot of people who that, uh, welcome that. The- oh,
1: please don't all talk at once. Sorry,
3: I was just going to say. I think one of the things that uh, no one's really caught to yet is that because uh, I've seen the comments in some of the media about the role the Maxine's playing and Shear's reaction to him. Uh, there's been major role changes in how parties work at the federal level. So the the power of the leader or the you know the, to kick somebody out because they don't like them, which was the power of a king, uh, previously uh, under Harper and all the previous leaders, is gone now. Now to kick somebody out of caucus, it requires a caucus vote, and uh, I, I, to do, no one is going to call for that unless they're absolutely assured that they can win one, and it would be like a fate worse than death for sheer sure to. Call a vote a caucus, and then lose that vote. So the power of discipline has uh, greatly dissipated. This is part of the the uh, legacy now of uh, what little re- democratic reforms were made uh, coming up in the final days of the uh, Harper era, and uh, it becomes very interesting for leaders in the future.
1: Okay, that's let's, really interesting. Yeah, yeah. Let's uh, let's take a call from Joyce in Scarborough. Hi, Joyce. Oh, hi, Libby. Okay. We've got immigration laws, okay? When it's illegal and these people cross our, into our country, to me, that they should be jailed, okay? I am not racist. We have laws. My ancestors uh, uh, followed those rules, and all the other people followed those rules, but these people are economic uh we, wait a minute you don't know that we don't know that okay all we right that's that. my opinion but what i'm saying is i back bernier i back the other person why can't i say why aren't our borders uh policed properly and these people sent uh back to do what other immigrants have done Go through the process properly. Okay, Bye. Joyce, thanks for that. Um, yeah, a lot of people feel that way, and uh, it seems to me that uh, the Conservative Party is going to take a position similar to that in a strong way. Mike, do you think so?
2: look we'll see I, I the the conservative uh party members are coming together this weekend as we've discussed and and we'll see where they end up. I think they are going to try to uh develop a coherent policy around immigration and, and refugees and the uh and the sanctity of our borders um I hope it can be discussed uh in the, in the months ahead in in a reasonable way um and there can be uh room in sort of the public discourse to to uh to work through these issues uh, Um, We do see a global tide uh, that's really sort of changing how it's done, and I think every country needs to kind of uh, look within itself and and think about – uh, how they're dealing with it. I think what's important is that uh, wherever the Conservative Party ends up and what the, the particulars of the, of the policies are, uh, I, I am certain that it will be based on the idea that immigration is key to this country. Immigration will continue to be key to the, our economic success, and we just need to make sure that that system is working effectively uh, for both Canadians here today and Canadians who will come in the future.
1: Okay, we are wrapping things up, but before we we go uh, thirty seconds each from Patrick and John. Patrick,
4: well, I just uh, I just hope that uh, you know that the uh, you know the rather uh, sad uh, you know characterization of the, our current leader uh, does not prove to be true in the long run. I don't think it will be, and I, I hope that uh, along with uh, my colleagues that we're going to have a decent and open and uh, you know intelligent conversation about this very very you know, challenging uh, issue of immigration. Uh, That's my hope, anyway.
1: Okay. John?
3: Uh, I wish uh, and hope that Patrick uh, will be proven right. Uh, Sadly, I don't uh, believe if I had to put money on it that that'll be the case. And uh, with all the best uh, pungentry and commentaries from the likes of us, uh, people now get to, you know, they hear about this issue and they get to go on YouTube, and they get to go look or Facebook or whatever platform they want, because it's everywhere, and go look at the prime minister, interact with this lady by himself. It was originally in French. Now there's copies of it out there with subtitles. So uh, it, it's going to be one of those things that it may be the most viewed video in the next 12 months.
1: Okie dokie. Well, uh, we will see how this all plays out. And of course, we will follow up next week after the conservative convention to see what happened there and how that is going to affect us going forward. In the meantime, thank you so much to Mike Van Solen, John McEtitian, and Patrick Gossage. Appreciate it. See you guys. Thanks for being You're, your
0: great. Thank you. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to 1. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to 1. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to 1. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads.